Hello, and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, the Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. And we're going to be talking about episode 217 today, titled, Nothing Endures But Change. The Amazon Prime spoilie is, Lucy's friend is killed in a tragic car accident, and Lucy feels that she's to blame. It's messed up that this is in their synopsis. Legit an Amazon Prime spoilie, if there ever was one. Horrible. I will say, once again, stroke of luck, didn't read the synopsis before wow. I watched the episode. Okay. Um, to draw back the curtain a bit, we record these two at a time, and mm-hmm. I watched last week's, or the last episode and this episode in one sitting Mm -hmm. and last episode I hit play without reading the synopsis so I was like let me do that again okay so glad I did yeah because that's a huge fucking spoiling yeah 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 like that is the episode Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me that they just include that like it's a not like like it's a non thing yeah no that's stupid yeah I hate that word okay anyways (laughs) it's bad it's bad bad Silliness. That, I, I like silliness. Okay. <laughs> I'm not imposing silliness on you. I'm just saying that's what I use. That's fine. You can impose <clears throat> it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess we just have to get into it. Just, yeah, I think that's the best way. Basically, oh, I just read a note I have that's like ends up not being true at all. But anyway, um, <laughs> So Marla Sokoloff's in this episode. That woman or that, gr- well, woman has She's a aged. woman. She hasn't. I mean, when I was looking at her on the screen, I'm like, my God. It's she's, the same face. Yeah. Like, that's that's the girl that I know. Like, I've known her to be that, that face forever, yep. you know. Well, I say that, but I immediately think of when she was in Friends and she was older. Like, yeah. you can tell she's gotten older. But we've seen her in, like, I think... When did we ever get introduced to this actress? Like, was it Full mm-hmm. House? Yeah, she was in Full House. Definitely before Seventh Heaven, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 She was in Full House. She was in that band mm-hmm. that they had, which she reprised her role in Fuller House, by the way. No way? Yeah. Wait, Fuller House? Yeah. That's the show. No, I, but I'm trying to remember if it, it was in Fuller House that they did a reunion of the band and she shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And okay. she's in it. And she, again, yeah, she I mean, she's aged really well. Yeah, dude. Very well. Um, But that's really neither here nor there because yeah. <laughs> she's only in about 10 minutes of this episode, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's so much to unpack in Lucy's storyline in this episode mm-hmm. that I almost kind of want to touch on the other stuff that's happening before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, mm-hmm. which is all the stuff that's around Lucy and her friend and Marla's character and all that. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe the best thing we can do is talk about like Simon and Ruthie. Yeah. And then we can get into like Mary's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically Simon is like out of sorts in this episode. Yeah. And it's like the first half of it anyway is this weird color on Simon that I feel like we've never seen before. He's like legit yelling yeah. at Ru- like yelling at Ruthie but in general mm-hmm. just like super angry cuz Ruthie basically like um like ruined his school project or whatever. It's a volcano. Yeah, like his paper mache volcano. And he's just like 
all out of sorts about it. And I remember thinking as he's like yelling and freaking out, I'm like, I guess it's time to move him out of that room. And then yeah. as I thought that Annie says that yeah. <laughs> she's like, I guess it's time to move you out in, into the attic or whatever. So that this is really just the impetus to like finally pull the trigger on mm-hmm. what started at the beginning of the season, which is Simon's ha- Simon has to have his own space. Yep. And at the time he didn't move because Ruthie was kind of like, you know, I don't want to be alone or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they're both ready for it now. Yeah. She, Ruthie has like a ton of junk, like toys and stuff and stuffed animals Mm -hmm. and dolls without heads and all that shit. (laughs) And and Simon is like a growing boy, you know, and like it's time that they have their own space. Mm -hmm. So that's really like what's coming to a head here. Um, and there's this great scene, I, and I don't know if you felt this, but so there's this, like, they go into the attic, he and Annie, yeah. Simon and Annie go into the attic, because no one's been up there since the first time Annie, like, painted it and got it ready and stuff. Like, no one's been up there. So they go into the attic, and there's this amazing shot, or, like, I just, I really liked how it was filmed, because the camera is, like, on the other end of the attic. Yeah. In, in, in like this wide shot right mm-hmm. and so you have like this tiny little door on the other end and it opens and it's all like blue light very dark yeah and Annie stays in the doorway and Simon just like gets like goes further and further into the into the attic and like closer to the camera and it's almost like a horror movie yeah. like it's very like cool and in, like in a way that I was like mm, seventh heaven like doing some stuff you know <laughs> Like, I don't know, I appreciated that angle or, like, that whole shot. Cause, mm-hmm. And it was, like, a one or two. Like, it was, like, a static camera. And Simon's just, like, like you know, like, coming into the room. And he's, like, I'm, like, going to be secluded up here. And, like, I'm going to have to come all the way downstairs in the dark just to use the bathroom. And, like, no one's going to hear me scream. Or uh, when the phone starts ringing, he's, like, I can't even hear that up here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, like, kind of, like, faced with the prospect of, like, being up here and having his own space like it's like he's ready for it but also like having to come to terms with the actual logistics and the technical like the technical aspects of what that means Mm -hmm. practically um the practical aspects that's what i meant to say (laughs) um and so eventually what ends up happening because he's like voicing these concerns to matt or whatever and it's a very um, hectic time when he, like, like all Simon can think about is his rooming situation. Yeah. And Matt's, like, kind of half listening. Yeah. And basically, like, offers his room to Simon. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, just, like, take my room. I don't care. I'll take the attic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And Simon's like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so and that. He, he's, he's just basically saying, like, I'm going to take this opportunity right now. Can I sleep there tonight? He goes, yeah, I'll take the sleeping bag upstairs. Like, it was that easy for Yeah, him. And, and he even says, like, I didn't know this was an option this whole time yeah, yeah. that you were, like, ready to go to the attic whenever. <laughs> like, I would have <laughs> moved out a long time ago, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's basically, like, the crux of that whole story is, like, Simon is, like, weirded out about having to actually leave. He's ready, but not quite. And so he ends up moving next door to Matt's old room. 
And then we learn that apparently this whole time there's been an adjoining fucking door yes. between the rooms that we didn't know about. I'm sorry. Have we ever seen this? Like, no. Ever? No. Because I thought that wall was their closet wall. Like, was Simon and Ruthie's closet. Oh. That could, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 I yes. didn't know that there was there's a, a door there. Door, yeah. I don't even think there was. I think that was like, like they just did that yeah. in this episode. Because it serves a purpose because, like, Ruthie's all excited. She, like, yeah. redecorates their old room immediately. Yeah. She, like, makes it a girly heaven with, like, a canopy with the bunks. It's, and it looks like Barbie's Malibu It's house craziness. It's, like, like, pink blew up all over that yeah. room. Even the, Happy's wearing a tutu. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but then when push comes to shove, like, neither of them are quite ready to let go yeah. yet. So they keep that door open and Simon's like, we'll keep this open until you're ready. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. But you know, it's as much for him as it mm-hmm. is for her. So that's cute. Like they'll have their own space yeah. now, each of them, but they'll still be connected in that way, which is really sweet. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really all there is to say about that. Other than I, I, I'm curious, I guess as a talking point, like, did you, you used to share a room with your brother, right? Yes. Did you guys ever have that moment where it's like, we got to have our own space now? No, we would, we just kind of, I think, learned each other's personality where it's like, all right, they're having their moment. You walk out of the room and you're in the next mm. one. Like it was, it was almost like, um, no one needed to say it. N- there was no point in saying it. Like we could just read each other really well that, all right, you need your yeah. space. I'm going to move on to this next room so it never like came to a head the way it does in this episode where like shit blew up the only way that happened is whenever we moved and there were extra bedrooms and we Mm. were just like all right so you take a room and i take a room yeah that's that's what happened yeah that's cool yeah it was um i don't know i i think it's fun to share a room with your sibling and i think i really do think that's what kids should do only because, like, I had a fun experience. And Ruthie and Simon do have a big age gap. Yeah. It's and pretty sizable. Yeah, with... Uh, Especially b- for non-gender similar. Like, you yeah. know, for having two different genders, My brother too. is uh, four and a half years older than me, and we shared a room. Yeah. And I think when I got my own room, I was 13? 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... And if you think about it, it kind of sucks for him because he was 17. Yeah, and like still sharing with his little sister. Yeah, but I mean, we would have such fun conversations in the middle of the night if we couldn't sleep. Someone Aww. would just be like, Psst, you awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. You know, so that was that was fun. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think, um, yeah, I totally think kids should share a room. Yeah. That's cool. That's a that's a good endorsement for that. Yeah. Because like I did not have that experience. Mm. I mean, I shared a room. I didn't have a good experience sharing oh, okay. a room. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's not like we were, we, it was just, you know, rainbows and we, right. we, imagine if you have an older brother and if he, and oh God, man, we were just, we were very <laughs> aggressive. Mm. We would fight and physically fight, not only verbally, but like physically <laughs> fight. So it's, but I, I cherish it. Yeah. I still think like it's funny we found each other's like points of where to piss each other off right and especially like we know what area to hit on the person to even get them even <laughs> more angry it's bad but it's funny i mean you learn 
Yeah. You learn. You can't help it. You're like, I know how to piss you off. Okay. Yeah. But I also think you, to your point earlier, like you learn how to pick up on like, you need your space. Yeah. Let me give it to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I didn't have that (laughs) experience. I mean, I guess that speaks to a greater issue for me, which is that I'm not good at reading people and understanding people and stuff. But, (laughs) but we always, I don't want to say suffered, like we were victims of any kind, but like, like my family has always lived in large homes, but that lacked bedroom space. Yeah. So when, I mean, we had like, like my childhood home, which I lived alone in, not alone, like I was an only child for long enough while we were in that house that even when my siblings came around, they were still so little that it didn't really, mm-hmm. like they didn't take up a bunch of space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but then when we left that house and moved to the house where my family still currently lives, um, there was only one extra bedroom. Like we had, you know, my grandparents had a bedroom, my parents had a bedroom, and then there was one other bedroom. Mm. And that's where we all had to go. And again, when we first moved there, we were little enough that it was like, whatever, we're sharing a space. Yeah. We didn't have a ton of stuff. It wasn't that big a deal. And we didn't have agency enough mm-hmm. as people where it was like, I need my space. Yeah. You know? But the older we got, and I lived in that house um, for nearly 20 years after that and you know the rest of my family still lives there and like the older we got just the harder it was Mm -hmm. to to deal with or to be in that situation because it you know how like we see it in this show or in your life or in people's lives like you know like your room is your room yeah it's 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 your space it's where you go when you're when you're doing you you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I've never seen my bedroom that way. It wasn't until I moved out that I was like, oh, like my bedroom is my space. But now my whole split, like n- now my whole place is my space. Yeah. So it's still different, I guess. But like, like my bedroom was literally just like where I slept at night. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't hang out in my room. I never got to like decorate it or like have stuff, you know, like it was just like a place where my bed and my clothes were. I don't know. I, just, I, I still remember there were days where if you was in the room and like just wanted space and like I kind of just wanted to be in my bed. Mm. There were times where he just didn't even want me there. He'd be like, Tom, like, oh, fine. And like, I, I would like walk out of there I'm like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would just like wait until like I'm like, is it OK to come in now? <laughs> Can I be in my room, please? Yes, I would like to catch my Z's, but or um it's just so funny because like there were times where he and i would just be pissed at each other we didn't want to talk to each other but mm-hmm. if we're watching something on tv and something caught our eye and we want the other person to watch it we, like you would hear someone be like hey you're missing this and then like we forget <laughs> what happened five minutes ago that's right the boundaries are down yeah, it's yeah. all about what's happening on tv right now <laughs> so funny that's cool no that's really great like I love I love hearing that. And I mean, we see it with in the Camden's house, too. Right. Yeah. Like Lucy and Mary share a room. Mm-hmm. They will probably share it forever. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. <laughs> like because apparently the like the, the little kids can branch out and do whatever they want to do. But yeah. the girls are stuck. And um, and they seem to have a cool I mean, of course, they are at odds often. And, you yeah. know, but that's like normal sibling shit, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. whatever. 
but you know they share a room and that brings them closer together and they have those nighttime moments together and that's really nice to see you know Mm -hmm. so i think that's really cool but um yeah so that's really what what's happening like with simon and And Ruthie, ruthie pretty much but Ruthie was kind of a brat. She was a total brat in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as much of a brat as she was in the episode where she painted the walls yeah. and refused to take responsibility yeah. for it. But she was like needling Simon in yeah. this one. She had those puppets on her fingers that she ostensibly didn't take off the yeah. entire day that she had them on. And speaking in this like high-pitched, like nasally annoying voice. We, we don't want you to be here, whatever yeah. she was doing. And... Yeah, it was, like, annoying. Mm-hmm. But, again, in a way where I was, like, I think this is just to illustrate the point of, like, why Simon is, like, I need to get yeah, out of yeah, here, <laughs> yeah. you know? Not so much to, like, make Ruthie look bad or, yeah. like, show, like, look how bratty she is. Just more of, like, a as a reflection for yeah. Simon to be, like, I gotta go, yeah. you know? Her needs and wants are, are actually being put out there. Mm-hmm. her personality is getting stronger her stubbornness oh, yeah. is getting stronger oh yeah so he's just like uh-uh, i can't deal with this did you notice there was that moment i think it's it's okay i, I remember now so it's simon has already commandeered um matt's room yes and Ruthie has, like, made their old room her own. So yeah. it's, like, pink exploded everywhere, whatever. And Eric's up there with them. And Simon, like, goes and sees what Ruthie's done with the room. And he, like, flips out. Because yeah. he's like, this was my room. It's yeah. like I was never here. She's, yeah. like, put her stamp on it. Like, I didn't do that with Matt's room. I just put my stuff in there. But I didn't, like, change the room or yeah. whatever. But not the point I was getting to. So they're in the they're in Ruthie's room. And they're, like, looking at what she's done with it, whatever. And, like, Simon walks out. And Eric has this moment. Or I think Ruthie's like, what do you think, Daddy? And Eric's like, yeah. And, like, walks out to, like, follow Simon. I realized in that moment, I don't think Eric knows how or what to deal with Ruthie. Yeah, he doesn't. Right? I, th- I feel like this was a really illustrative moment of that. But if you think back. Yeah. Like he's always kind of like, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I agree. Because <laughs> like, I mean, Annie's the one who puts the time in with Ruthie. You know the what I mean? The most time. Yes. Like talks to her, engages her, mm-hmm. wants like figures out like what her wants and desires are. Eric doesn't quite seem to have a handle on his youngest no. daughter. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> It'll be, again, interesting to see maybe that play out over the course of the next nine seasons, um, if at all, you know. Um, But, yeah. Okay, so Wilson's back, y'all. Wilson is back. back, Looking fine. Okay. (laughs) Because we see him. He's he's in his house, like, like in, like, a wife beater, you know, Mm -hmm. like, playing with Billy. And he calls Mary. And now I'm just like, look at his body, dude. I'm like, oh, I'm into it. Okay. Hey, Andrew Keegan. Um, cult leader that he is. <laughs> All right, fine. I mean, I'm just saying. I know. The Wilson I can get, get on board with. Andrew Keegan, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he calls Mary, and Mary's, like, kind of excited. Yeah. She's, like, playing it cool, but she, like, runs to her room to get it, you know, to, like, answer the phone, whatever. 
and she's like hey what's up and he basically just needs her to babysit because he's going to prom his parents are out of town yeah and there's no one else he trusts um to like babysit his kid yeah and because she even says she's like why can't your date's parents watch him or whatever which good for her to Mm -hmm. like draw that line right um but he's like i don't trust anybody else and she's just like but also they don't know oh that's right the girls they don't know about him or even the girl i don't know i can't remember that part no she knows she knows right i i oh maybe she doesn't no i seriously can't remember that but i just remember knowing that whoever he's gonna go to prom with or this dance, not prom. It is dance. a prom. It is a prom, though. He okay. does say prom, doesn't okay. he? And he says that he doesn't know prom. Then that means like, you know, because the last episode was a week after Valentine's Day. So yeah. prom is in March. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn he name drops prom. Not in that scene when he first calls her. In okay. that scene, he says, he calls He's it a dance. dance. But when he comes back or, or when, when he's going to leave to go, okay. I think he calls it a prom. Hmm. But, I can't remember. I mean, I, prom can happen in March, yeah, right? I guess. But, I mean, he does mention how her family definitely doesn't know. Yes. I can't remember if she does. Yeah. Um, she. We don't even know the date's name. No, we never meet her. She's a non-person. Yeah. It's irrelevant, really. Yeah, so, yeah, they don't know. And so he asks Mary to babysit, and then she accepts. Yeah, she's like, of course, I'll do that for you. Of course, I love Billy, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm there. So she goes, he's like, just like y'all dressed up in his tux, looking good. And she notices. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to leave you. And Billy's like vocal. He's like yeah. talking and he's saying like, bye daddy and yeah. Mary. And he's like talking. It's so cute to see him like that. Um, the actor that's playing Billy's different though, right? Like when I we don't first think met so. Billy? I thought it was the same baby. Is it? Or the same kid, what baby? Yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay, cool. That's think, even cooler yeah. then. Cuz I was like, "Oh, like he grew up like yeah. Billy did." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he's the real Billy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's the same baby and like that is cool, just growing. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um yeah, so then he leaves and Billy like loses it. <laughs> Wait a minute. If this is a baby that's still growing and then she's talking about Sorry, uh, yeah, baby loses it because um, she she can't get the baby to stop crying. Yeah, and she calls her mom, and and her mom says, "I think he's teething." Yeah, do you have a popsicle? And I'm just like teething. That makes sense. When do kids kids start teething as early as like one, if not sooner? Sometimes way sooner. Yeah, way sooner. So I'm just like teething still. Well, what is teething? Teething is just your first teeth. After that, it's not considered teething anymore. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I, I really don't know. And so, I guess to your point, maybe he's too old to be teething, right? Is that what I, you're I saying? Guess so, yeah. I guess you could be right about that because he is like a big baby. Yes. Like, because he's definitely not like, I mean, like he can stand and yeah. walk. Yeah. So he's mobile in that way, which puts him at what? one and a half when do babies start walking i don't know i don't know well, anything about yeah babies. close to one or yeah. at one they yeah. start walking so and then that's when you start teething i think 
ish, right? Give or take. I, I mean, it's different, I guess, for every no, kid. No, like but teething can, yeah, teething can start really early. It depends on the baby, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, to your point, he is big. Like if he's yeah. only like one max, one and a half, like he's big. Yeah. But he's definitely older than one and a half because we met him exactly. A year That's ago. what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So and and so she calls obviously her mom. She's freaking out and she's like screaming over the phone. And she said, "Get some popsicles." She leaves the phone in the freezer, grabs a popsicle, <laughs> and like runs out and B- billy's gone cut to he's in the den squirting Hershey's. chocolate yeah. syrup all over the place making a f- mess of himself but mary takes it in stride like mm-hmm. the fact that cut back to billy's clean bathed in yeah. his robe like ready to go to bed means like mary wrangled him yeah. and got the situation under control like mm-hmm. props to her yeah you know what i mean because she could have easily just been like i am 14 years or 15 years old like fuck this noise yeah you know what i mean and just like thrown her hands up and like buried her head in the couch or whatever yeah. but she took control of the situation which i think says a lot about that's true. mary obviously mm-hmm. her love for this kid and for wilson, wilson. Or not even love, but, like, like her respect for yeah. this relationship and stuff, like, and the fact that, like, she's mature, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, like, capable, I guess, yeah. if not willing and ready, like, for sure capable, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and then, um, but, like, Wilson comes home early, he basically tells her in no uncertain terms, like, he like ditched his date because he yeah. just didn't want to be there because he'd much rather be at home with yeah. her and the kid. And I don't know if it's at that scene or if it's before where he's like, you look good holding my kid. Yeah. My fucking heart melted, dude. Like the feeling that I had about Richard three episodes ago, I was like, okay, Mary should marry Wilson. <laughs> like, Wilson. The, like Richard gone, Wilson back. Fuck Richard. We're never going to see him again. Whatever. Wilson all the fucking way. He's like, you look good holding my kid. Mm. That's like, take me now, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. I feel like listeners of this podcast are getting like a real roller coaster of like what works for Lady J. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Well, a little, little TMI there, but um, yeah, right? I mean, that was like sexy. It and I like how she was like, I don't know what she came back with, but she was like one, like she wasn't just like, oh, okay. Like she was like, oh yeah, I like holding your kid or I don't know yeah. what she says, but like, you know, it was like, they have this rapport with each other mm-hmm. that like really works, you know? And I, and I also feel like Mary's in a better place than she was when she first started dating him. I mean, look, let's be real. The fact that she does go to babysit, you know, Billy. Yeah. It's pretty big. Because, like, I mean, any girl would be like, no, you find your own babysitter. Bye. Which, to her credit, she did do. I mean, she actually, like, was like, why can't somebody else babysit, you know? And, but then, of course, like, shit takes over, right? Of just, like well, okay, yeah, like, you're desperate. Of course I'm going to help you, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I I also wonder if this will end up being, like, Wilson is just going to, like, string her along a little bit. Oh, and that that does worry me. I I hope not. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess we'll talk about sort of the... what happens later on once we get into the Lucy stuff, but... Mm -hmm. 
because it he touches on it a, on a yes, little bit. Yes, he does. But, he does. Um, but I, for for whatever it's worth, like I liked seeing Mary in this situation because mm-hmm. for me it was like, damn, like Mary is like handling shit. You yeah. know, like I liked it. Oh, and then they have that really cute scene like on the couch, like yeah. before before Mary leaves. Because, you know, Wilson came home early or whatever. So, yeah. like, she was planning on being there much longer than she needed to be in the yeah. end. And so, like, they're hanging out a bit. And she realizes, like, oh, I guess I should go because yeah. there's really no point in me being here anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, again, very mature move. Because yeah. I feel like a less mature girl would just, like, stick around and see what happens. Yeah. And maybe insinuate herself or whatever, you know? Yep. And he's certainly not pushing her out either. So she like, she's like, I guess I should go and like reaches for the phone and they have that like spark touch thing Mm -hmm. that happens, you know? And he's like, I would take you home. She goes, yes, but Billy. Yeah. No, he says, he goes, he goes like, I would take you home, but, and she's like, totally, I get it, you know? And then he asks her, like, are you dating anyone or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, lots of guys. Yep. But one at a time. Again, like they have this really like ease, ease. like sense yeah. of comfort around each other, which mm-hmm. again, I, I just want to see Mary happy, man. I yeah. just I just do. I want her to be in a good, solid relationship with a good guy. Yeah. And the fact that her parents like him, too. And they even talk about it in that moment, like in that kitchen scene, Eric and Annie are like, I really like Wilson, yeah. you know, like he's a great guy. And then and Annie's like, but he has a dad, he has a kid, you yeah. know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, but he's a good guy and he's yeah. a good father. And like, it's like you can't help but love Wilson. Yeah. And you want her to be with somebody like Wilson, if not, not Wilson, you yeah. know. I mean, if his only flaw is that he has a kid, fuck, man. Seriously, like, who cares? Oh, yeah, you just love Wilson, dude. I do. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I do. I do like Wilson. I just like good guys. That's what I want. I That's want I want nothing, no nonsense. Nothing wrong with that. No bullshit guys. Richard was one of them. Wilson's another one. You know, mm-hmm. like, I like no nonsense good guys. Uh, if any guys are listening. No kidding. <laughs> I had to go there. It's like low hanging joke fruit. Um, Joke fruit. Really, Jack? Anyway. um, So that's that half of the Wilson story before we get too deep into the woods with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That I, yeah, that's perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the episode opens with Lucy talking to her friend who then they sort of run into Marla Sokoloff's character. Yes. Who is the sister of this friend of Lucy's. Sarah. Sarah is Marla's character? No, Sarah's the friend. Friend. Marla's Jen, I want to say? Um, I think so. I think it's Jen. Let's go with Jen. Um, so, yeah, so Sarah and Jen are sisters. They're about as close in age as Mary and Lucy are. Yes. But they're thick as thieves. They're, like, best friends. They have this really great little friendship, sister mm-hmm. relationship. And their big talking point in this intro is Jen has a car, she drives, and she lets Sarah sometimes take the wheel. Yeah. And Jen's like, but never in traffic, only in back alleys and, like, parking lots where she can practice and I'm not stupid and whatever. Yep. And that's, like, a big deal. Like, they keep honing in on this car business. Yeah. Which, 
for me, I immediately was like, I bet Jen smokes pot. Because, <laughs> like, I immediately went to, like, oh, this is going to be, like, an after-school special. Oh, another If they're another driving and it's not good and metal. whatever. Yeah, I was like, I bet Jen smokes pot. And that's going to be, like, the big thing. Like, she's driving under the influence or whatever. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> um, so... I so okay so they so they want to go out to dinner that night it's a Friday night they're gonna go to a pizza place whatever mm-hmm. and I just want to play this clip because it's really funny how this is worded yep I'd love that so we'll pick you up around seven actually I'll have to ask my mom and dad first but I'm sure it'll be okay well would it help your cause at all if we invited Mary I mean I don't really know her or anything but you know it could be cool two sisters and two sisters hanging out on a Friday night who knows? Maybe we'll even find two brothers and two brothers. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, I'll give you a call when I get home. Okay, see you. Bye. Two sisters and two sisters mm. hanging out. Maybe we'll find two brothers and two brothers. Like, why are why? we talking like this? Why can't we just say, like, sisters hanging out and maybe we'll meet brothers? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really weird. It's like, two sisters and two sisters hanging out. Maybe we'll meet two brothers and two brothers. <laughs> like, dumb writing yes (laughs) i just thought that was like funny and worth playing i don't know um but so that's that's the story i mean that that is the jumping off point for the entire episode Mm -hmm. is they want to go out to dinner so now lucy has to one convince her parents let her go to convince mary to come with them and therein lies the rub because the pa- Annie and Eric are not happy with the fact that this random girl they've never met before is yeah. going to be driving them. They don't know her. They can't trust her. And it's Lucy's life in her hands. Okay. Yes. And also Mary doesn't want to go, but agrees to in the end mm-hmm. and then backs out when she has to babysit the kid. Yeah. So as far as Mary's concerned, it's like, I didn't want to go in the first place. Wilson needs me to babysit like sorry bye bye and then Lucy loses her her shit yeah Lucy loses her fucking shit and I'm gonna play this clip right now because it's it's like she She, goes bipolar she annoys me so much bipolar in this you know mom and dad are never gonna let me go now Jen would never do this to Sarah oh hey what's the big emergency Mary is a jerk A total jerk! She was supposed to go out with me and Sarah and her sister, but now she's babysitting for Wilson, which means I'm not going to be able to go out at all. All because of Mary! What were you going to do? We were just meeting my friends at Pete's Pizza. That's all. That's all I wanted, but no! Well, um, I'll take you and pick you up. It's not that big a deal. (gasps) It is a big deal. Because mom and dad are not going to let me hang out at a pizza place without my big sister there to chaperone. Not to worry, I'll I'll talk to him. Really? You'll do that? Sure. Leave it up to me. I like where you pause because her face uh, just goes back like, to like total grump. And she like sticks her tongue out silently at the door. Yeah. <laughs> like so stupid. This scene drives me crazy. Yeah. Because Lucy's like legit bipolar in it. Like she goes from like the lowest low, mm-hmm. angry and yelling and inconsolable and just a mad person. And the minute Matt's like, I'll take care of it, she's like, like her face softens, the music swells. Yes. Oh, the music. And you're just like, and she's like, You would do that for me? The- 
And I'm just like, are you legit a crazy person, dude? She is, dude. <laughs> like, what? Like Overacting uh, much? Crazy. I wouldn't even call it overacting. I mean, because the acting is at the level of her anger. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, 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 she's playing it fine. It's the writing. It's the story that's crazy. I don't know. All of it. <laughs> I just want to smack her. Yeah, it's, it's legit batshit. Um, but, so... This basically unfolds. So, like, Matt then goes downstairs, talks to the parents, is like, hey, I'm going to take Lucy because Mary has to do this babysitting gig. And they're like, are you sure? Da, da, da. Matt's like, not a big deal. I have to study anyway. I'll drop her off. I will study for a couple hours. I'll go back. I'll pick her up. There won't be any driving, mm-hmm. none of that, whatever. Consider it taken care of. And he yeah. even says, if anything happens, it's on me. Yeah. And they're like, why? What? And he's like, I was 14 once. I get it. Yeah. So it's weird that Matt's like, if anything happens, it's on me. Yeah. I'll like, take why would you take responsibility for that? Because you're only a kid, too. And, you know, you know, all I was thinking was whenever I hear Matt say that, I was like, oh, thank you for the foreshadowing or thank you for the. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, OK, you're going to pay for that remark. But the right whole now. thing is foreshadowing because the fact that the parents are on the edge about it, yeah. the fact that they make a big deal about like I let her drive sometimes, yeah, but they just not oh, in traffic. I know, but they blah, just blah, make blah, it blah. like such overkill, you know, like, oh, it's all on me. Oh, OK, let's add this to the mix now. Yeah. But. Again, this is the mat I like to see because, oh. you know, yeah, I because understand. this is the mat that's like the big brother mat. Yes, yes, you know yes. what I mean? And sometimes maybe he takes on more than he should as yeah. just a kid himself or whatever. It's that whole parent number three thing that we yeah. used to talk about. But in the way that like it's cool, like the fact that he even like takes this upon himself. He's yeah. like, I got you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like that's really like cool. Like it's that's cute. like a cool mat thing to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I like agree. that color on him. Um, so he takes her. Yeah. Well, no, actually let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So she connects, she calls the girls Mm -hmm. and is like, um, okay, I'm in, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you guys there. Don't pick me up. I'll meet you guys there, but we're, we're down. We're good. And they're like, oh shoot. We decided we're going to go someplace else. That's 30 miles away. But don't worry, because, like, Jen's going to drive, and it's all up on the up and up, and, like, cool people go there and whatever. And all they could think was, 30 fucking miles away? That's, like, two towns over. What are you even thinking about? And besides that, first of all, 30 miles away? What do you know about 30 miles away from where you live and you just started driving? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I think about 30 miles, like, I work 30 miles away from home. Actually, I work less than that away from home. I, I work, like, 23 miles away from home. And that's, like... Again, three towns over. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are they going? Yeah. Like, it's insane to me. But of course, when hype is in the air and you're excited yeah. and everything sounds good and you have a way to weasel your way out of it, they, they go, okay, not a problem. Get dropped off at the pizza place. We'll pick you up there. We'll go and we'll come back. Yeah. And you'll get picked up from the pizza place. Cool. Done. Happening. 7.15. Meet you guys at the pizza place. Cut to Sarah and Jen are sitting at the pizza place and they're like, did we say seven or seven thirty? Yeah. Seven or seven thirty. And it's seven fifteen. And they're like, I guess we said seven. She's late. We need gas. Why don't we go get gas? I'll let you drive back. We'll pick Lucy up and we'll go. Mm-hmm. But it's seven fifteen. Lucy yeah. pulls up. But two seconds after they leave. Yes. And Matt's like. Go straight inside. 
yeah wait for your friends inside get a table, table. or whatever yeah and like be and i'll come get you at nine like don't come out here like i'll come get you or whatever yeah. he's he's like covering all his bases yep he's like go inside right now while i can see you <laughs> you yeah. know like don't hang around and do anything stupid or whatever and she's like okay okay and he even like double checks and like doesn't leave till he like sees her yeah go you know and he drives off and she's like where are my friends they're not here so she like sits on the bench waiting for them mm-hmm. cut to matt's home in a panic yeah and he's like there was an accident i couldn't even get back to the pizza place because the roads were blocked yeah and lucy's there and i don't and i don't but i don't know if she's with them or what yeah. like all I know is I dropped her off at 7.15 and I can't go back there to, like, make sure to, like, get her or whatever. Yeah. So he's panicked. The parents are panicked because they're like, oh, my God, there was an accident. Is Lucy with them? Whatever, whatever. Yeah, no cell phones, none of that Of shit. course. They, they run down because they're just going to get over. They're going to go to the pizza place. Yeah. And the cop, the, the guy, the, main, the guy we yeah. know is the cop, Michaels. Yeah. Michaels. Uh, Michaels? Uh, whatever. Um, is at the door. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need your help, Reverend. I need to make a house call. It's not the kind I can make lightly. He goes, one of Lucy's friends and her sister, like, wrapped their car around the tree. Mm-hmm. No, she died pole. on pole, pole. pole. Sarah died on site. And Jen's in a coma, like, in critical mm-hmm. condition. She was rushed to, the, rushed to the hospital. Yep. So now... Oh, and of course, Eric's first question is like, was Lucy with them? And yeah. they're like, and he's like, no. And he's like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, Lucy was not with them. Yeah. So Eric and Annie have the peace of mind of knowing like Lucy's not dead. Yeah. Or critically injured. But they still have to go get her or whatever. Yeah. So I think um, Annie goes to get Lucy. Yeah, because Eric goes with the cop yeah. to make the house call to like talk to the parents. Shit. And Annie goes to the pizza place sees lucy sitting there where she ostensibly has been sitting for the last however many hours you know which her whole thing was like i didn't want to go in and have to order a whole pizza by myself and whatever so like i went across the street fine as long as she's safe at this like at this point i don't i don't think even annie has it in her to like worry about the details she's like you're alive that's all i care about Mm -hmm. let's go home and then shit like takes a turn mm-hmm. or not shit takes a turn but like the episode takes a turn i guess you can say right yeah. because yeah. all the stuff like that, that that we've described the ruthie and simon mm-hmm. stuff the mary stuff that's all like the first maybe 25 minutes of the episode yeah. like everything that else in the back half of the episode is basically just like lucy's breakdown yeah it Be- is it is i mean and lucy's like dealing with this aftermath right mm-hmm. Because she's, like, not crying. She's not eating. She's not reacting in any way. Yeah. And her parents... She's not... Well, she was emotional in the beginning, and then at some point, she just stopped. Yeah. Showing no emotions. Yeah. And Eric and Annie are, like, you know, normally Lucy would be, like, crying and, like, freaking out and stuff. Sharing. Like, talking talking, about it with someone. Yeah. And she's not doing any of that. And then kind of, like, it all comes to a head and like Lucy breaks down in the hallway because she blames herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even really know how to talk about this. Like I, 
she blames herself because if they didn't have to pick her up to yeah. take her to this place, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. Yeah. Which, of course, is survivor's guilt talking. Yeah. Right? Because that's so not true. Mm-hmm. It, it happens because it happened, and there's yeah. no controlling that shit. And, like... And she's also thinking, like, I wasn't in the car. Like, yeah, I'm like, I somehow I'm still here and that girl died. Yeah. I mean, she talks about at some point um, because like no one can get through to her. Like she's Mm -hmm. just in this constant state of like just like depression and like self-blaming and like just whatever. And no one can get through to her. And then Eric has the stroke of genius of like having Wilson come talk to her because Wilson, we forget or didn't forget or whatever, but Wilson lost his baby mama in childbirth, which we find out he was married. I didn't know he was married to her. I think, I think I remember that. Okay. That he, I guess. uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they're lying about it, but I was like, Oh, I didn't know he was married to her. He had mentioned that they got married. Yeah. So he lost his wife as short as their marriage was or whatever. And as young as they were, um, you know, so he's able to talk to her in a way that she needs to hear, Yeah, you know, and ends up taking her to to this support group Mm -hmm. um, for people who have lost important people in their lives, parents, brothers, siblings, whatever. And, I really like this the, that that support group scene. I don't have it clipped out, but I really liked it because they talk about it so like like no, like brass tacks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like okay. like like these people in the support group are like you know people are always like telling us things that don't help. Like it happened for a reason, or like they're in a better place, yeah. or whatever. And it's like I don't need to hear that shit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like sometimes I just need to hear like this sucks mm-hmm. and. It's going to sh- it's going to suck for a while, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's really important for Lucy to hear that and to be surrounded by people who are in the same place as her mentally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and are able to like connect to her on that level mm-hmm. in that moment or whatever, because nobody else can really, you know, her family is like already moved on, like the funeral happened and like bigger shit's happening for them like simon's moving and ruthie's thing and Matt's you know whatever yeah and who knows and he, he, he might works. leave for college yeah. and da, da, da. all these changes right to bring yes. the title into it nothing endures but change which i want to get into in a little bit but um all this stuff is happening and Ru- and uh, lucy's just like like i i survived or not not even i survived but like i came out of this somehow like mm. i wasn't in the car yeah and now I'm here and like, what's my purpose? Yeah. Like she starts asking these like big questions of like, you know, mortality and like the suddenness of death and like, like what's, what am I here then on this earth like to do, yeah. you know, like what, what, what should I be doing with my life? You know, which is a lot yeah. for a 14 year old girl to be dealing with um in a way that's like really tangible you know that's like like you're staring at it in the face it's not these like abstract concepts Mm -hmm. of like 
well, I know we're going to die someday. I'm like, do I have dreams? And no, I had a best friend who yeah. fucking died yesterday. Yeah. And I'm here now. And like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot. The title of this episode at first, I remember thinking like, what does that even mean? You know, nothing endures but change. Mm. And then I was like, I bet that's a quote. So I looked it up. Did you? Yeah. And? So there was this Greek philosopher named Heraclitus. And he was like a real pioneer, whatever that means in Greek times, um, in like metaphysics, essentially. Right. Cool. In like thinking about the universe and like mm. those big questions. He came up with the term logos, which okay. is like logic, essentially, yeah. like like the like the purpose of the mm -hmm. universe. Right. And his whole thing was that 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 the universe, the cosmos, life, nature, whatever, is ever-changing, mm -hmm. is not static, mm -hmm. um, that it's in a constant war of change. Yeah. Nature is in a constant war of change. And the one fundamental law of the cosmos is that everything is in flux. Those mm -hmm. were, like, that, that was, like, his big sort of idea. Okay. And it's, like, pre-Socrates or whatever, so that's, mm -hmm. like, a big deal, kind of, um, in terms of having those thoughts even, I guess. Yeah. In a way that, like, it was, like, philosophical, obviously, not, like, like scientific mm -hmm. necessarily, right? But just to even have those ideas was a big deal. Um, and certainly, like, pioneering in that way, right? Um, and so I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about, well, what does that mean for this show? And, like, thematically, right? And all of a sudden, all these things that sort of seemed random, like... Simon and Ruthie fighting over rooms and Mary and Wilson, like not fighting, but like Mary and Wilson coming to terms with like their relationship yeah. with each other or whatever. That's all that. Yeah. You know, the house literally is in flux right yeah. now. People are changing rooms. Mm -hmm. People are leaving to college. Yeah. Like everything is like changing. Anik and Air, Anik and Airy. <laughs> 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 Annie and Eric multiple times talk with each other in sausage being made moments yeah. of like, you know, like our kids are going to go to off to school very soon. And like, are they going to leave town? Do they get to stay home? We don't want them to leave. We don't want them to like, you know, change yeah. and, and grow because then, then they're no longer ours. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all connected really in a way that I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm especially for seventh heaven because yeah. <laughs> like props you know um and then of course this bigger question or not question but the bigger sort of issue of lucy and the mm -hmm. stuff she's going through you know i don't know what are your thoughts i've talked too much already <laughs> I, I mean i should be speaking more but i'm just <laughs> like i'm just listening um i tend to do that um <laughs> i tend to steam steamroll you and i'm sorry no dude um, I don't know. It was really sad, and obviously it does take, um, just kind of take me back to junior high. Yes. And it did kind of remind me of what, like, what you and I have been through. Yeah. Um, and till this day, I still say, like, I'm, I'm really happy and thankful that I so unfortunately there was this girl in our class she passed away when we were all 13 
Mm-hmm. We were all 13. Mm-hmm. And maybe for like a uh, cusp of 14. Yeah. Yeah. We were like in a way that we won't, we, we don't have to get into it. I, yeah. I, I just want to say like in a horrifically tragic way. Yeah. <laughs> she that, left. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything w- with that experience, the one thing that I'm happy about was she and I used to, used to be friends. And at some point we came to, I don't know, for, for some odd reason, she and I just stopped talking or we just didn't get along. And we both, it was a misunderstanding. We didn't understand why the other person did not like each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I got the courage to go up to her and say, what is it about me that you hate? Or why do you not like me? And she said, I don't, she's like, I don't hate you. And then, and then we just started talking to each other about like the misunderstanding. Oh, I've heard you say this about me. I've never said that. Who said this? And then, um, and then I was like, and I've heard that you thought this about me. And then she goes, I never said that. So we came to an understanding like, okay, this is all bullshit. Right. So I'm glad that I approached her before any of that shit happened. And, um, and like the night before or the night of she and I, we were sitting in front of school and just talking about what we were going to do the next day or what we were going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, we were friends again. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's, it's so messed up, but like, I mean, I did get a lesson from that. Yeah. Like a definite lesson. Like, and I swear from that situation, if I walk away from any relationship, whether it's a friendship or I don't know, someone that I'm seeing, like I'm dating or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't like to leave things unsaid. Or if I'm going to walk yeah. away, I'm going to walk away with knowing the full story from both ends. Right. And then like, so that you have a sense of peace and closure. Yes, I'm going to walk away with the book closed, nothing, no page ripped out, like none of that stuff. Like I'm just going to walk away knowing exactly what it is I'm walking away from. Or if you and I are going to have a disagreement, I'm going to tell you what it is just so that we can resolve it. Whether it's us like not being friends anymore or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that, that has stayed with me. How did you... I feel like I'm interviewing now, but I'm just like, cause I want to talk about it. Um, like how did you find your coping for, with that loss? Like, or that didn't make any sense. What I mean to say is like, what helped you cope? Like, like, cause Lucy finds her support group and is able to like talk openly and candidly yeah. and with like-minded or not like, you know, people that are going through the same thing or whatever. Like how did you have, Jesus, I can't find my words. No, but I understand you know what, what I, mean. I know what you're asking me. <laughs> I What was your support group? <laughs> I don't know if I think everybody was kind of the support group because I I mean, I don't remember ever going out to a specific person and talking to them and only them about this mm-hmm. about this, but I feel Oh, I mean, this sucks, but I think our class was the best support group because we were all in it. Yeah, I agree. And we all talked about it in our own way and at our own time. Mm-hmm. Some people I do remember just didn't want to, didn't want to talk about it. Right. Almost just wanted to forget. 
But I remember talking about this with my parents. Yeah. Like, because I just had questions that they probably didn't have answers to. Of course. You know? Yeah. And I, I can't even remember if they ever gave me answers. I think they were, they were also in shock. Um, and yeah, but I think our class was the best support group. Yeah. Cause we, we were all dealing with it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you, cause you, you were able to get a, like a piece with yes. her, like that, that closure mm-hmm. to at least resolving the tension between the two of mm-hmm. you or whatever. Unfortunately for me, like similar, like, you know, when she first came to our school and stuff, like she and I became fast friends. Yeah. Like we were, I mean, like she was my friend, like, like, cause she was new and that's always like weird. Cause we were like a really like tight knit group. Cause we grew up together and mm-hmm. all that stuff, whatever. And so like, like she came in and she already had an in with me because her mom was teaching at the preschool where my siblings went. So, um, we had that connection already. Like, it's like, Oh, I know you. Cause my, you know, we're always at the preschool and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And we were like best friends for like a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And then like, like you said, I don't know what happened just one day, like in middle school, it was just like, we were in different clicks yeah. you know what i mean and it's like nothing happened it's not like we like had a fight and like blew up at each other or whatever yeah. at least not that i can remember but obviously not important enough to remember but just like we just weren't friends anymore you yeah. know and it wasn't animosity it no. wasn't like i hate you it's just i had my friends and she had her friends and yeah. we never met like you know like the there the, the, there was no venn diagram it was like two circles yeah. you know what i mean and um and I just remember like having a little bit of resentment towards her um, almost like a week before she passed. I have this vivid memory. We were in PE class, PE, and um, and I had this like visceral like resentment towards her because like she had graduated from me into like the popular group or whatever. Mm. And I instead of just like not thinking about it and like just being like whatever I have my friends you have yours yeah I I got like really like resentful about it Mm. and unfortunately like couldn't let go of those feelings or reconcile them with her and then like a week later she was dead so like I've born that cross like you know like bared that cross or whatever like for 20 years um not 20 years you know what I mean 15 years and for me the only thing that helped me cope was writing Mm. I wrote like a story that initially I was like I want to submit this to chicken soup for the soul Mm. (laughs) it was like one of those it was like it was it was written for the express purpose of like consumption Mm. in that kind of a um venue (laughs) you know what I mean yeah like uh, medium <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I wrote it and then I rewrote it and I was like editing it and in in writing and rewriting and like retelling myself the story of us yeah you know I achieved like some sense of peace I guess. yeah like it'll never be closure right <laughs> but it helped me like stop dwelling I guess I don't yeah. know so, like, I really related to Lucy in this because 
like Lucy didn't get closure. You know what I mean? Yeah, she didn't. She didn't, and she was left with the survivor's guilt of it. Yeah. Which I can't. I mean, I don't have that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't have that sense of like I'm to blame or whatever. But certainly, like, like the here I am. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like now what? I don't know. I know it's not easy, but we were. But. And we were young. We were Lucy's age. We were young. Like you know. We all have our egos. Yeah. We all have our egos and we don't know what to do with them. And also like not knowing how to cope because like, because last year my aunt died um, from cancer. And so it was like, I mean, she was sick. It wasn't sudden like our friend was, you know, when we were 14 or whatever. It wasn't like a tragic thing, like a, like a horrific incident or whatever. It was like, we knew she was dying and but like being older and like being able to like put some sort of rationalization behind it or Mm -hmm. you know some sort of like adult sense of um well this happens you know and it's and you know life has to go on and whatever Mm -hmm. like it's easier I think to deal with loss the older you are for sure I yeah right I, I I guess that's like a dumb thing to say like duh right but I don't know like being 14 having her go in such a like tragic way was like rough like I couldn't help but draw those lines off not both yeah. of us like we you yeah know, you watch this episode we and you're just like fuck it. man like this is me this is us yeah it's crazy it's just I don't like I say I'm really happy and I'm really thankful that I did approach her. But, you know, when I think about it more. I know what made me approach her. Because when she and I, we would speak or if I would approach her about something. From her eyes, I can see a genuine dislike. Mm. And that bothered me to see someone change like that. And that's why I said, okay, you know what? Let's just air it out and figure this out. And but I think that is part of who you are that makes you so special. What I mean is you are a person who does that. You know what I mean? You you are a non-resentful like you don't internalize that shit and you don't like let that fester i mean i can and Uh, i know i have of course right we all can and do but my point being like like your strength lies in your ability to go you know what i'm not gonna let this shit go (laughs) like (laughs) like, let's hash this out because we're both gonna walk away better for it yeah you know what i mean and of course that per- that particular aspect, right, of our relationships mm-hmm. with our friend is different from the show, like from yes. the stuff that's yes, happening yes, yes, in yes. Seventh Heaven's episode or whatever, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, it speaks to coping. It speaks yeah. to aftermath. It speaks to how we deal with mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I think to your point, like you felt your support group in the class right like in in the way that we all came together and i felt it too i remember that day when we all found out what happened it was like all the walls fell away 
no yeah. more clicks, no more this group and that group, which we were a very clicky class, yeah. especially in that moment of our lives. And it was like all of that fell away and everybody was there for everybody that day. Yeah. But where, where you say like you found that, like you had that in the class, I didn't necessarily feel that. I had to like write alone in my yeah. room for a year and a half to like get over well, it. You know what I mean? I, I, I know that I really didn't talk. Her, um, the girl that passed away, her best friend. Mm. If anything, I remember watching out for her. And I don't mean like I'm watching out for her like I got her back. I remember focusing on her the most. Like almost like you were going to take your cues from her or just like worrying about her. Worrying about her. Just I was just watching her. But mm -hmm. like I think the coping was the comfort that we're all dealing with the same shit. Right. I didn't. Um, I, I remember not really talking about it with everybody. I remember that. I, rem I just remember listening more and just watching. Right. And it's like. Dude, we're all going through it. Like that, th this is horrible. Like we're all going through it, yeah, together. And I remember everybody sitting us, teachers coming in left and right, the principal, everybody walking in and out of our class. And it had to like mm -hmm. I know that they walked into the classes where whoever was closest to this family, mm -hmm. they walked in those classrooms the oh, most. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. And um, I just felt. I mean, the whole school was like. Shooken up on high alert yeah, that yeah. day. It was like uh, this is. It was before Christmas break. We yeah. It was the day before. It was a day of Christmas break. Right. You know, it was right. our half day. Everyone is together exchanging gifts. Like that's what we usually do. Yeah. And it just got shat on at like eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I remember coming home because because for better or for worse, like because I guess it was already going to be a half day and the school rather than just like shut it down sort of allowed us to like be with each other for as limited as that day was because if you think about it they could have just been like go home everybody just go home no, they e didn't do that every no they they made us walk into church yeah we all went to church that we day. we all went to church we and that's where our principal like sort of broke the news publicly and officially to yeah. everybody although at that point the rumors had like everybody Spread. knew um but like told us everything and then and then it was like normally on a normal day on, mm -hmm. on a normal Christmas break day we would then just adjourn to our classroom like to our homerooms or mm -hmm. whatever and just like have like a little party, party or you know yeah. like again little sodas and chips and exchanging of gifts yeah. and a night a time to just like be be together and have like a little half day in, in class um before we go away for two or three weeks or whatever everybody left their gifts on her desk it was, yeah, I mean, again, when you think about it, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that the school, like, let us ride it out. I, in hindsight, I guess it was fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, nothing bad came out of us having to sit in that room <laughs> for the rest of the half day. Um, it helped us, like, come together for sure and talk and cry and cope. and. The entire school went to the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. That like the entire school went to the church. They went to like they, they they just everybody was there. Yeah, I mean it was it's 
the first and only thing that's ever happened like that at our school. I think like so. to a person yeah. at, at our school. Because look, our school wasn't big. No, very small. Everybody knows everybody either by face yeah. or by name or both. Yeah. And it, your family, you know, like like we've said many times, we literally have grown up together. We mm-hmm. were there from the time we were four to the time we graduated high yeah. school, you know. Um. So yeah, it was it was a big deal. Really big deal. I remember going home after that day like you know getting picked up or whatever and or actually I might have walked home that day that can't be true I got picked up and um like telling my parents or my mom or whoever it was that picked me up like this is what happened and like laughing Again, like that inappropriate laughing yeah. that people do when they're like at a complete yeah, loss like, for emotion, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it was like, like I couldn't help it. Like I kept like smiling as I was telling this horrific, tragic, like tragic story and in a way and like my parents couldn't believe it. I came home and I was like, turn the news on if you don't believe me because it's all over the news or whatever, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't control it. And then I immediately just like started writing and I, and I honed that story for like over the next like couple years. I probably still have it. It was handwritten. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I probably still have it in some drawer somewhere. I never submitted it to chicken soup, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this episode just brought all that stuff, you know, up. I feel weird rating this episode <laughs> after I mean, we just brought so much of our personal lives into it. I know. I, but, you know, okay, I am still going to be critical about the show. You know, and as you should. Let's let's get a little bit more critical before we do our ratings. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, look, when it comes to, like you said, seeing the change in the house, and I, and I it's so funny because I didn't look up the title because it totally did seem like "Mm, this doesn't look like something that they could make up, Mm. you know, but I didn't look into it. I just didn't have the opportunity. But, um, I remember thinking like, man, they're bringing all these like weird changes. I was like, but you know what? It makes sense. Like they're bringing all these weird changes, like in one episode, I see experiencing a death. Someone is moving on from where they are in their life. Someone is, um, Growing. Maybe re like 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 with Mary, right? Yeah, like, like like maturing yeah, in that way. Growing, uh, mat- yeah, maturing that kind of thing, and it's just like, and it's all happening in one household, mm-hmm. and like you can't control the change, you can't control when it's going to happen, and it it might happen all at the same time, right? So in that sense, I did like that. I liked all of that. Um, the support group, all that stuff was very sweet. The if anything. You know, kind of like monkey see, monkey do. So hopefully, like, if there is a situation like this, people do go and try to find help or, like, try to find a way to cope with things. Like, don't bottle it up. Don't don't deny it. There's no point in denying it. It's only going to pop up back in your face, and it's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be easy. Right. Um, all that aside, the story-wise, everything, great. However, Damn it, the acting just doesn't let me get into the story every time. I was like, so this is how I felt with this episode. I couldn't give myself half the time because I'm just like, I feel you acting huh. more than usual. You're, it's like you're trying to win that Golden Globe or that Emmy right now, and I really <laughs> hate it. <laughs> so, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, this, yeah. uh, whatever. Maybe it's like that 90s shitty acting. I don't know how else to say it. I I completely understand what you're saying because mm-hmm. because you're right. Like, 
I would say 99% of the time, the the effort of the show. Yeah. And, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that we are doing this podcast. So mm-hmm. we are kind of, I don't want to speak for you. I am, I am watching the show, but I'm also sort of like meta watching it because mm-hmm. I'm constantly also thinking like, let, let me write this down. Let me make a note of yes. what I'm thinking. And yeah. so it does sort of take you out of it just by nature of what mm-hmm. we're doing here. Right. But this episode for me is that 1% where I completely like, I was just watching the show. I was, I was in it. I was like feeling the feelings. I was like internalizing and relating. And I stopped watching it critically as much as I was just like watching it as a, for entertainment or whatever the appropriate word is for that, you know, Mm -hmm. like just at at its face value of like what it's telling me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I completely understand because in that, for example, in that scene when Lucy like breaks down and like falls to the floor, I was like, really? She fell to the floor. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like, you can't help it. I know. I don't know. It's a fine line because how do you do that? Like, like the Holocaust episode, for example, that was like phenomenal. It's because they weren't acting. It was her telling the story. This is true. This is that, true. That's why. This is true. But I mean, but they, she could have told that story much more actily, you know what yeah, I mean? Yes. Or actorier or whatever. Like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. How much of it is blocking? How much of it is music? How much of it is the dialogue, right? Yeah. So much so much can take you out of a moment, mm-hmm. of, of the emotional thing of a moment, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't it's know. hard. It's, a fi- it's hard to thread that needle perfectly i I think you know know. but but that's what we're here to do right we're here to to criticize that to critique that or whatever um so yeah what else (laughs) i think that's all i have to say yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't have any more all right you want to write the episode sure go for it oh (laughs) everything that we've said i'm i'm giving it a six Okay. Okay. I'm giving this episode an 8.5. Again, I will fully own up to the fact that that's probably because the entire second half of the episode, I was just like in it, you know, Mm -hmm. like fully giving myself over to the emotion of it and sort of relating to it and all that. Um, yeah, and and I feel like what I'm docking from it is just like again execution things, yeah. you know, like like li- you know like little things like Simon's outburst in the beginning. I was like, that's a weird color on Simon, you know, things, you know, whatever. I don't know. Eh, it's it's like I didn't feel comfortable giving it anything higher than an eight point five. Eric, you know how to paper mache? Oh yeah, because he wants to like help fix the thing. Or yeah, whatever. the volcano. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't hate it, right? No, I understand. I <laughs> and it. I'm not saying you did. I'm just, you know, yeah. it's like it's like I came away from this episode like this is good. Yeah. Like I w- I will remember this episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Much like the way that I'll remember the Holocaust episode yeah. and other ones that we have liked, but um yeah. Or the best episode from season 1 is not the best, but memorably speaking is like the 
the church episode when the church gets burned down, right? Cool. So as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review. It takes like two seconds of your time, but really, really helps us out. So please, please, please show us some love on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can follow us at the number four heaven's sake pod on all the places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. And, um, before we close, I just, I just want to play this sound bite because it was just too good and I had to like clip it out. So okay. here it is. Perfect. Mm. Till next time, bye. Bye.